We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the voice of St. Louis KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews. A pleasure to be with you. For the next couple of hours, we're going to spend some time together talking about various things. We'll uh, start you off with... Uh, a visit to the East Coast. My dad's in Jersey, and with the pandemic that's going on, with the you know protesting and the riots that are going on, well, let's throw a hurricane into the mix. The hurricane that ran up the eastern seaboard affected where my dad is, and you know it's just good lessons to to hear somebody that's going through something like that because it might urge you to prepare for yourself. I mean, because we've certainly gone without power. You know, power shuts down in a bad storm or something like that. Uh, my dad has a uh, pretty good way around that matter of fact his house in his neighborhood is the only one with the lights on and it's more than just a regular generator it's an inline generator we'll talk to him in just a moment plus since i haven't been on vacation in a long time i'm scrolling facebook walls and seeing people that are on vacation i'm like i want to go on vacation and one of my favorite trips is out west to sturgis south dakota this is the week of the motorcycle rally that happens Every year has been happening for decades. I've been several times myself. Used to actually live near uh, the Sturgis area. Uh, But we're going to check in with a buddy of mine that is actually there on location in the uh, Rapid City, uh, Black Hills, uh, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally events going on. So we're going to find out what's going on with what I'll call the Bo Matthews Bo on the Go virtual vacation stop because I'm living vicariously through everybody else that's going on vacation. I am going to take time off, but not today. We've got things to do. Plus, if you're an MMA fan, there is an event that is scheduled in about a week that's going to happen in DeSoto. If you want to get out of the house, stop staring at the same four walls, you want to take in a a sporting event, well, of course, we all have to do things safely with masks, social distancing. But Nemesis Fighting has an MMA fight that's coming up with a a pretty good card that they've got lined out for some great entertainment uh, that's in DeSoto. So we're going to talk to him. Plus, we're going to talk with a catering company on the east side of the river that's doing really good things in the month of August for uh, our our folks that are our police officers in various towns on the east side. Uh, uh, Marty from Royal Catering is going to share with us what he's doing and how you can get involved to help him. Plus, I also have a special guest, one that I didn't even think I was going to be able to get as a guest. But if you remember John Waters, does that name ring a bell? You might want to Google him, but as soon as you see his picture, you'll go, yeah, I think I've seen that guy before. Uh, John Waters is a filmmaker. He's an actor. He's an author. He's got a new book called Mr. Know-It-All and quite a character. 
He is coming up on the program in the second hour, and it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be a pleasure to talk with an entertainment icon that is so rebellious and has been all of his career. So we're going to talk to him. We're also going to talk with uh, Mike Duke from Max's Second Chance Express and Rescue. Now, Mike Duke is the man behind Missouri Gold Buyers, and of course, if you've seen gold and silver prices, you know it's going crazy right now. Well, he's in a good mood, not because business is good. Well, that's part part of it. The other part of it is he finally got his 5013C status for his pet rescue. So by the end of the show, we're going to visit with Mike Duke so you can learn about his mission, and he's looking for support on anybody that's a pet lover. You'll want to hear this conversation. It's going to be a great show. I hope you stick with us. If you can't listen, Uh, Right now, please download the Radio.com app free to any device. You can take KMOX with you in digital crystal clear sound anywhere you are or anywhere you go. Uh, Bluetooth it to your car or to your headphones. Uh, You can do Radio Rewind. It's really a slick app, and it's free. Go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Radio.com app. Let's get started. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews. Next on the list of people to talk to, my dear old dad, the old dog on the East Coast. Uh, gone through some really, really weird uh, weird experiences here just in the last week or so. With that hurricane that went up the eastern seaboard, it looked like it was, uh, it was honed in on Florida. And Florida, I don't think, got really much. But in New Jersey, New York, they have uh, definitely got walloped. And as soon as the hurricane hit, uh, you know, the upper mid, uh, upper East Coast, it seems like it zoomed through New York and up into Canada like so quickly. But uh, my dad is on the line right now, and he is uh, he's a smart guy because a few years back, he installed a inline generator to power his house, and it came in handy this go-around because you guys uh, got knocked out by a lot of people. How many people were out of, out of uh, power out there, Dad? Well, the first time we heard was 250,000. As of yesterday, it was one to two million. Today it was supposed to be reduced, but um, I don't know. It's it's still significant because uh, I just went to the store and I come back. I had power this morning at five o'clock, and now my generator is pumped up, running again. So um, it's really it was really a catastrophic storm because trees got uprooted. The town that I live in, right next to the other town, Eaton Town, had a tornado, so they still got roads blocked, traffic lights out. A lot of routing, a, a trip that I would normally take 15 minutes took me an hour and 15 minutes to get home. Wow. Yesterday uh, was Be- bad. Yeah, bad. because no stoplights are working, right? When you don't have power, that, that stuff doesn't run. Um, nothing, nothing. But it's got to be kind of weird because uh, when I talked to you the other night, uh, the power was out in your area, but yet the lights were on at your household. And uh, I'm thinking people are seeing that. Well, they are, because I have a light that comes on. It's a motion detector. And uh, what's really good about the Generac generator that I put on, not that I'm putting a, cl- a plug in for the company. But you just did. That's all right. <laughs> that's but anyway, um, I put a 16,000 kilowatt in, and it's hooked right to my gas line. It comes on right away. As soon as the power's out, within a minute, it's, it's kicking. That is crazy. Best investment you ever made. Best investment, except having you as my son. Oh, jeez, I've heard it all now. <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, what, what more can this country handle between coronavirus, the protesting, the rioting, and now you throw in a hurricane on the eastern seaboard? It's like, when is this craziness going to stop? Uh, I know. 
I went out to put out some recycling uh, night before last, and it's so pitch black, you can't see five feet in front of you. Wow. And I'm saying, boy, this is the opportune time for evil to take over. Yeah, and well. After about two seconds, the light come on, so I was in good shape. Evil lurks in darkness. And now, you're you're one of those good neighbors. If you're a good neighbor to my dad, he's going to be good to you. And you prove that because as soon as the power went out, you've got a family that lives next door to you. they got a little kid. and they got two kids. Oh, two, two kids. Hardworking Americans. And, yeah. uh, and, and you right away ran a line to them. I did. In fact, the guy has a big... 20 volt uh, cord that he, he handed me over the fence and uh, I plugged it right in my generator. Now we don't want to talk about the other guy. <laughs> yeah, no. Everybody, we, we don't have enough time about that one. Everybody's got a bad neighbor. <laughs> and that guy doesn't have a Generac generator. Uh, no, he's got something, but I don't know what it is. I don't care. You know, I, I, I just need to point out where did you get this crazy idea to get an inline generator that will turn the power? Let, let's just go to the genesis of this. Where did you get okay. this great idea? Well, I was getting ready to have surgery in 2015, and I knew that I couldn't be without power. So that's really what preempted me to do this. And I went online, looked at Generac because I know Generac is good and Kohler's good. There's several generators really good. Yeah. And uh, I got a call when like 15 minutes after I went on the website and this guy says, I can come to your house. I give you an estimate. And, you know, I paid cash for it, but you could, they have payment plans. You can pay from now until you're 200 years old. Sure. And, uh, but they, they'll work it out for you. And it was a, the most wonderful deal that I ever did in my life. Now, one thing, one thing that the East coast does that we don't do much in the Midwest is to have natural gas that runs, you know, through the infrastructure and, and like you cook with gas, you heat with gas. And this right. thing actually runs on natural gas that comes from the road. Like, you know, the utility, uh, you sure. know, they, now this thing will run on propane or whatever other options that, if people are hearing this going, man, maybe I should get an inline generator. Uh, you're the advocate. Everybody should have one, right? I w- I, I don't, I'll never live without one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'd be without a car first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember uh, hurricanes in 04 in Orlando, and we were without power. And I'm thinking, okay, number one, I've got to have my refrigerator cold. I didn't have a generator, and I cannot sleep without a, a fan blowing on my face. And battery-operated fans don't last very dang long. So I went out, I went out and got like the last generator that I could find. And it was like $700. I've still got it. It was like a 5,000 watt unit. I plugged that thing in and within 15 or 20 minutes, the power came back on. But I looked at it. I was like, you know what? That's the best money I've ever spent because I've got the backup. Well, that's true. And I, I had the same kind that you had uh, during Sandy. We had no power for nine days, but the problem was, I had like six gas cans and it took 10 gallons a day. Oh yeah. And once again, I was hooking my neighbor up and then other people were coming to my house to charge your cell phones. <laughs> and, uh, but the problem was getting gas. I drove a hundred miles. I am not lying. Wow. Gas, and I could not find gas. I turned my truck around because I knew that I wouldn't have no gas to get home if I didn't turn around. And this is, uh, this is proof that uh, having a generator, if it's possible where you live, it is so important. I think I, I really think that uh, all the uh, new homes that are being built today, it should be an option that you can get this. It just it would be so smart. It should be part of the deal, really. 
Yeah, put it right in your mortgage or whatever. Maybe and they have big propane tanks you can hook up. Yeah, natural gas. Oh, they've got some that run on natural gas and gasoline. You just flip a switch or whatever. I, it, it is just amazing. Now I've got a ten thousand watt Honda generator, and that thing is a beast. And and I I actually had my power panel in the house wired so I could hook it into the front of the house and run the entire household air conditioning, TV, refrigerator, everything. It's just uh, I'm just an advocate for being prepared. This is a this is a number one thing. If you if you uh, even if you weren't a Boy Scout, be prepared by getting yourself a generator for crying out loud. Um, Absolutely. Now Absolutely. I want to explain, and and people have heard me talk to you and talk about you before because you know I love you, Dad. Um, I, I have mad respect for your 47 years with the uh, United States Air Force, but this is a man who did not quit working even after he retired the second time. He went to work for Joseph A. Banks. Now, you've been on furlough or you've been on, uh, you know, off of the clock, so to speak, at your store that you work at, and they've been calling you about coming back. Tell me about what's going on with that, because I heard headlines in the last week or so that didn't look too good for that company. Okay. First of all, I've been working for him from now going on 12 years, uh, and it's a great. it was a great company, and then we got bought out several years ago by Men's Warehouse. Right. And then um, what happened was, the stock used to be $38 when I first went to work for them. And now it's down to 30 cents. Wow. And they filed bankruptcy, I guess, last week. Mm. Um, they're closing a lot of stores all over. Uh, they called me back two weeks ago and asked me if I want to come back at the end of the month. Maybe they want me to come back and just uh, clean up the store and pack boxes. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know but, either. Uh, hopefully it won't. Hopefully it'll be okay. Uh, but I haven't worked since uh, since the pandemic started. Yeah. And what's crazy is, is you know, in the world of Zoom meetings and people working remotely, dress clothes really aren't necessary anymore. Although you've been a suit guy all your life. You're probably wearing a tie even today. But uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but You're right. But this is the perfect path for you because you have been a suit guy all along, and you, you're the go-to guy. You're the guy that fits people and, and, and measures people. Well, of course, right. with masks and you know social distancing, that's difficult. But people don't really need suits. Maybe they, maybe they don't need suit pants. They just need the tie, the shirt, and the jacket. That's all because you're you know from the waist up is what's on camera, not anything else. Right. Well, one of the problems is, is that we're not getting suits in because China was a big provider of our suits. And you've always raved about the quality of the suits they make. They were great suits. Great. They probably cut them in stacks of 50. Who knows? But wow. They were great suits. They were great prices. So now we don't get any more of those. Um, at least we haven't before I quit or before I uh, went on furlough. But uh, we get other suits from India. We get suits from Mexico. We get suits from Vietnam. Um, but they, they're not the quality. And one country in particular doesn't put enough material in them where you can extend the sleeves or, or let the pants legs oh, out. Wow. They give you enough. So that's a problem. But uh, I've been talking to a lot of people, a lot of business people, and they said, you know what? I don't need a suit now. Right. You know, and I, I've been talking to my, my store, and they said the only thing we're doing is we're selling um, – we're renting tuxedos. That's what they're doing. They have a lot of tuxedo rentals for events that's coming up. Um, so really the tuxedo rental business and uh, just casual wear right now, I don't know how they can continue this because I work at a really high end store. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the bottom end cars that pull up is like a Mercedes, you know, otherwise they're Rolls Royces or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I just, it's just an amazing world we're seeing and in businesses that we see, you know, going by the wayside or, or having, you know, trouble staying open. 
It's heartbreaking because where else do people go to get a suit? I mean, I've gone to men's warehouse when I've had to go off to a funeral or whatever. Men's warehouse and Joseph A. Banks together now in one company. But even now, I mean, it's it's just so hard. So it was a monopoly. It was. It was. And now where can people go? You can't go and get a suit at Walmart for crying out loud. Well, I, I, I don't I don't think so. Maybe that you will assume, but yeah. they're not going to be quality garments. That's that's the thing. You know, which there's a saying, um, quality is what you get and what you pay. Right. So it's it's all about paying and then you get the quality. Well, so, I, I really hope that they can pull it out. I, now, it, it may be a restructuring kind of thing. I don't know what their bankruptcy uh, category is, but. You know, I I personally want you to go fishing after 47 years in the Air Force and then another 12 years at Joseph A. Banks. Go fishing, Dad. Go fishing. Thank you. I probably end up being the monkey in the street waving the cars in off the road to come to the store. <laughs> <laughs> With a big sign. Come on, That's close out sale. Sign. We're closing sale. That's what it is. That's it. I hope not. I All right. Not. Well, hey, uh, thanks for uh, the uh, recommendation of the uh, the generator. People should be listening and taking that advice. And uh, and thanks for the update on your company. I, I, I truly hope they can turn it around and, and we can get this country turned around. I do, too. Thanks a lot for the call. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope everybody in St. Louis is good. So you guys take care. God bless. We're hanging tough. Love you, Dad. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So we go from the east coast of New Jersey, where my dad is, all the way out to the wild, wild west. This is the week of Sturgis Motorcycle Rally Week. It's been going on for decades. I've been there several times. Actually started my career not too far from Rapid City in Sturgis, South Dakota. We're going to check in with a St. Louis uh, St. Louisan that I know that's out there, see how his experience was, see how the trip is going. For anybody that's going, yeah, I don't know, are we going to go on vacation? Are we not going to go on vacation? Well, this might inspire you. We're going to talk to Dave Woldridge next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. It's the voice of St. Louis, Campbell X. My name is Bo Matthews, and uh, I'm not going on a trip yet for a couple of weeks, but uh, for the last several weeks, I've been checking in with friends of mine that I know are out on vacation just to see what the experience has been like. And for the most part, it seems like it's been okay. Uh, you know, flights are very light. Uh, the airports are not real busy like they normally are prior to coronavirus. And so I wanted to check in with a buddy of mine that's actually from the St. Louis area, Jefferson County. He uh, owns with his brother, he owns a company called Two Men in a Spa, Dolly. Dave Oldridge has actually been on my show before uh, talking about hot tubs and stuff, but this man has been so busy. Uh, hot tubs are going out the door like crazy. But Dave Oldridge, if you can hear that motorcycle in the background, is in the Sturgis area. He's out there for Motorcycle Week. Dave, how are you, man? 
Doing well, Bo. Good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you, too. Uh, so, uh, your experience. Now, you got a picture. This is the guy that's got a truck, and he's got a fifth-wheel trailer, and then behind that, there's a trailer for the motorcycles, and you took off last week and headed west. How has things been going? The trip was okay? Doing great. The trip was awesome. Left Friday afternoon about 2 p.m., drove till about midnight, then got up and had a short trip in. We're staying at Hart Ranch in Rapid City. The weather's been phenomenal. No rain, 80, 85 with a light breeze, no hail, no storms, no nothing. It's just been awesome. Yeah, well, the weather's been nice here, but not that it matters to you. But I'm glad it's good out there because I've been to Sturgis several times. Matter of fact, I started my radio career just west of there in Gillette, Wyoming, just past Devil's Tower. And and, uh, the, uh, the funny thing is, is you get out there sometimes in Sturgis week, which uh, is officially kicking off this weekend. Uh, and boy, you can get rain, you can get hail, snow, seriously, it's crazy out there. Uh, but the weather's good. Had some, uh, bad tornadoes roll through Spearfish Canyon uh, in early July. So there was a lot of trees down, but, uh, it's, it's so beautiful out there. I'll tell you what, if you're an American, you need to make it out to the Black Hills of South Dakota because uh, there's so many great places to see, uh, including, and uh, you've got you've to go see Mount Rushmore. I believe every American should have to set, stand at the foot of Mount Rushmore. Have you been by there yet uh, on this trip? Not by there, but we usually drive by and check it out every year. We just came by Crazy Horse, another awesome monument that's still in progress. So oh, yeah. get out here, check out Crazy Horse and Mount Rushmore. And all these little towns are about 20 to 30 miles apart from each other. So it's not a long ride to get anywhere. Yeah, on a scooter, it's nice, especially when the weather's cooperating. But, you know, it's funny, Crazy Horse, when I started my radio career in Gillette, that was just white paint on the side of a mountain. And now... Right. And now they've really, they've got his arm all carved out now. Uh, crazy horse, right? They got his head done. Got the head done. Got the working on the arm and the horse's mane. Uh, it looks like from last year, it looks like his fingers a little more evolved. So, yeah, it's coming along. It's, it is so cool. A monument out there at O'Day are really putting in some hard work on that thing. Hold on. You might be a little hard, harder core than I realized because I've been out there, uh, you know, several times. But how often have you been out to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally? Started in uh, 2000, and I think I've missed three years. Wow. Okay. You're my new hero. <laughs> you need, yeah, a, ca- you need a cape. Um, and how many people are on your, on your trip? Uh, Pam and I came by ourselves, but we met a couple out here that started coming out here with him in 2006, and that's how I got into RV. And so Ed and Christy are with us, and we uh, pretty much hang out. Going to the firehouse restaurant tonight, and then they want to go to a cigar bar, but I think I'm going to pass on the cigar bar. <laughs> so, talk to me about the uh, the, the crowds. Are, are are the crowds building? I mean, because as the as the whole rally kicks off, a lot of people do like you do and go early, either a week early or a week after. Um, I guess they're probably not doing the monster concerts like at the Buffalo Chip and all these places. Well, yeah, they've uh, some of the concert venues, uh, like Buffalo Chip, they had a few uh, uh, artists back out, and they've pulled in some pretty good ones. The Guess Who's filled in for somebody. Wow. And they, they really, the concerts are still going on, full throttle, uh, Buffalo Chip. They're expecting 250,000 people, but I have a funny feeling there's going to be more than that. Uh, we always come out here for two weeks, and this is our first week out here. Yeah. I will say it's as, as crowded or more than the 79th, but everybody's taken into consideration with face masks and whatnot. Now, 
we're down on main street of it in hill city and it's outdoors so everybody's kind of just doing their thing i'll uh, send you some pictures of some of the bikes and shops along the way here but yeah everybody's being respectful when they go in a store if they need to put a mask on they're doing that and restaurants are still doing the social distancing if it's a dine-in but uh yeah i haven't seen no issues out here and uh it just it's awesome I, as soon as it's over, I start looking forward to the next year. Oh, ain't that the truth? Uh, uh, and, you know, I know that they've got, you know, they're famous for their crowds. And they're famous, actually, for their international crowds because people, guys from China and Japan and Germany, they come over, they ship their bikes over. Well, of course, if the numbers are down at the motorcycle rally, you know, as a whole, I got to believe that there's no international travel that's happening like it normally would. Uh, so I haven't that, seen near as much of that this year, but it's still early. So <laughs> we haven't been down to downtown Sturgis now. They I have heard that you have to wear a face mask in Sturgis Main Street and Lazelle Street. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Any any places that you have never experienced out there that you're definitely going to do on this trip? Or have you done it all? Uh, pretty much done it all. But I will tell you a couple nice rides is through Van Ocker Canyon rockerville road through uh uh uh, what's the hill city and uh you know a lot of people do the wednesday ride out through past sundance and uh it's you know there's just so much to do out here i mean if you want to just come out for the rides you can do that if you just want to come out for the people and the vendors you can do that the harley dealership up on i-90 is just unbelievable if you if you haven't been out here in 10 years you won't recognize the place well i know the last time i was there i'll tell you i broke down on day one now we rode all the way out there 29 hours one way and that was actually the trip that i realized uh, my girlfriend was definitely the woman for me has now been my wife for 18 years but uh <laughs> she was rubbing my shoulders and putting lotion on my bald head but uh on day one we we had our oh i love that sound Uh, but on day one, my motorcycle broke down in the middle of nowhere and it broke down right in front of this house and right in front of this house, these, these little kids were selling cookies and lemonade. I'm like, well, that's a a God given thing right there that they're just sitting there. And, uh, but rapid city, Harley Davidson got my motorcycle done. They said there was a hundred bikes in front of me. And they got it done in two days. So we just stayed at the hotel for a couple of days and relaxed. But I was so impressed because they, they bring in mechanics from all over the country to, you know, to run 24-hour shifts so they can make sure everybody's up and running, you know? Yeah, those guys are just slammed right now. We got some oil changes the other day in uh, two and a half hours just for an oil change. We're a week early. So uh, they had <laughs> about 100 bikes in there. I bet I'd say they bring in about 30 mechanics, salesmen, or first day that i was out here which was last saturday they had already sold 32 bikes i think they're <laughs> shooting for around 700 by wow. the end of the rally oftentimes that happens because uh the, the other thing is all the other aside from harley davidson all the other brands are out there where you can do the test rides on right. you know the different brands of motorcycles out there the indians the suzuki's the hayabusa's and all you know all that stuff um so have, have you ever done that you've done a test drive on a bike you've never I've ridden before? done a test drive on an indian and then Years ago, when they used to have that motorcycle, it's went out of business since then, but they used to have that automatic transmission. We test drove those, but I'm a Harley guy, brother, through and through. Uh, <laughs> I love mine. I got a full dresser, and it's just awesome. I, I really wanted to ride the Boss Hoss last time I was out there. That's the V8 motor. Never done that. That's one heck of a bike. That is one big bike. <laughs> ah, you can handle it. You can handle it. <laughs> 
Well, hey, man, uh, really good checking in with you. You are my virtual vacation. Uh, this is what I've been doing, and I just wanted to check in on somebody that was at the uh, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, which is number what this year? How many years has this been going? 80 years. This is the 80th anniversary. That's why it's going to be a big deal out here. I don't think the crowds are going to be down. I mean, there's families coming out here just for this event that don't even have motorcycles. Yeah, well, and, and again, I want to stress to anybody that's looking for a family vacation, even if you don't want to go when it's motorcycle week, Go any other time of the year. Well, not the wintertime because that's pretty rough. But go out there. It is an American icon to see Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse and all the little bitty towns and learn how to gold mine and uh, eat the good food and all that. It, it's just so much fun out there. It just it, at any other time of the year, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, like I said, I can't say enough about this place. There's just so many different restaurants and vendors and little towns that there's no way you get bored out here every yep. day. There's something different to do. We're always figuring it out. we got to figure out in this new world we're living in. Well, Dave Woldridge of Two Men in a Spa, Dolly, on vacation, virtual vacation for anybody that's listening to this virtual bow on the go stop. Hey, be safe, have a good time, and bring me a T-shirt. I'll do that. What size? 2X would be plenty big. 2X, I'll do that for you, buddy. You stay safe. All your <laughs> listeners stay safe, and I'll uh, touch base when, with you when I get back in town. Yep, we're going to call that a virtual bow on the go stop. Virtual vacation. Got to love that. Okay, for anybody that's looking to get out of the house and do something a little bit different, I've got good news for you. If you love to watch MMA fighting, it seems like that's one of the few sports that is uh, getting out there and, and, and happening again. Locally, we've got Nemesis Fighting. It's an organization that uh, puts on MMA fights around the St. Louis metro area. They've done it several times, and they're doing it again. It's on the books. We're going to talk to Brad Carey from Nemesis Fighting next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Hey, we're on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX, and uh, my, my phone beeped last night late. I'm like, what in the world am I getting a text at 1130 at night for? You've got big news. Brad Carey, the used house salesman and also MMA promoter. And you have good news about a fight that's coming up very, very soon. I do. We're putting on a fight on August 15th at the Knights of Columbus in DeSoto. This is fantastic. Uh, the, the, remind everybody the name of your organization. Nemesis Fighting Alliance. Oh, yeah. And uh, people are looking to get out, so I'm sure you're going to be following uh, social distancing rules, except for the fighters themselves. Cleaning in between, but we are requiring face masks, uh, at least at the venue, but they will still be uh, serving alcohol and food. Tickets are on sale online right now. Um, you can go to Nemesis Fighting um, on Facebook, and uh, we have a shop tab. You can go straight from there. Tickets starting at $35 general admission. Now, this is pretty exciting because Brad actually invested in a real uh, ring, a real MMA ring. If anybody remembers uh, the Friends episode where Monica was wanting to get married and uh, and the guy had a ring receipt, she thought it was a wedding ring or an engagement ring, and it turned out to be an MMA fighting ring. It, re it reminds me of you every time I see that episode. But was there any confusion with your girl uh, and and uh, showing her the receipt of the ring that you bought? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no way. No confusion at all. Well, okay. So yeah, you've done uh, several of these fights around the area, and I'm just I'm so I'm so proud of you, Brad, because you know there's so few things that people can get out to do other than go to Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot. Uh, but this is an event. Uh, you put on some big ones before. Can you talk about some of the fighters you have on the uh, on the ticket this time? Yeah. Uh, so 
at the end of the night, we uh, we have a final. We have one pro fight. Uh, we we had two, but unfortunately, uh, one uh, dropped out due to injury. Oh wow! Um, have a uh, Betco versus uh, Kurt Wright. So we have a, a pretty much a kickboxer style versus a um, MMA grappler style. Wow! Uh, we're gonna do, we are gonna have some MMA grappling. Um, we have a uh, one twenty five title shot. Uh, for a local boy named Danny Moriarty. And then um, he's taking on a, another opponent uh, coming in from coming in from out of town uh, to, to take him on. Um, definitely a tough battle. Um, so we just have a, a night full of uh, fights and some grappling and just trying to get people back out, you know, trying to be as safe as we can. Ain't that the truth. To get people together. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And it's a, it's one sporting event that's all able to get off the ground with uh, some sport of spectators. Uh, so how many people do you think you're going to be able to fit in that room? The most we would ever be able to would maybe be 600. We don't see us doing that. Right. But um, it is a very large area spread out. And um, so it, it will have some distancing and, and that stuff to for people to be safe. And like I said, we're requiring face mask, uh, as long as you're not eating and drinking at that moment. And, uh, you know, just trying to do it safely as we can and, and still prevent and still have a good time. Yeah. I follow uh, Michael Chandler on Instagram and I see, you know, that guy has not let up on training and I can imagine the fighters that you have have done the same. They figured out how to work out, how to practice, how to spar, and do all that safely. I'm guessing uh, your guys are doing uh, testing, like COVID testing, on the actual fighters before the fight? All the, the fighters, the uh, Athletic Commission, uh, were required to uh, take a COVID test prior to competition. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, you're you're living by the, the state mandate and the, the Jefferson County health mandate, and the, I'm sure the health inspector is part of this whole process, too, to make sure that everybody is safe. But there's a lot of people, like we mentioned just a bit ago, that they just want to get out of the house and do something different, quit looking at the same four walls. And, Brad, I don't know if you're anything like me. I have not traveled at all. I mean, I took this this lockdown thing serious just because, I, you know, we don't know. There's there's so much we don't know on a daily basis. But sounds like you've been doing your homework for a, a little while on this. Yeah, uh, we, we definitely have been um, doing a lot of homework, studying as much as we can to, to help, um, you know, keep the cage clean. And that, I mean, that's the people who are going to be the most in contact with each other, the two fighters. So, uh, we definitely, I mean, our first and foremost thing is protecting them. And then, you know, the fans is after that. Yeah. Cause they, they want to get in there. They want to do it. They want to still compete. And, uh, in this upside down world we're in, it's just, it's crazy. Now, how long ago has it been since your last nemesis fight uh, that you guys put on? February 15th. Right before it all went down, right? Right before the the world stopped. <laughs> okay, it kind of feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah, right after that, we, we took a vacation and, and we got stuck um, because of the pandemic. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was right before, you know, really anything. I mean, it was barely talked about. And then, like, within two weeks, things were just almost shut down. Yeah, so. I think one of the first major professional sports was an MMA fight that happened about a month ago, and there was a lot of talk about how weird it's going to be because when they show it on TV, there's not going to be anybody in the room other than the fighters and a couple of uh, corner people and, and you know the judges or whatever and the referee. But you you are like moving that ball down the field a little bit. You're, you're actually going to be able to get spectators in this room in DeSoto. Yes. 
No, I think this is just good. I mean, people got to try things, and, you know, we're all watching the headlines because it is crazy. Uh, speaking of crazy, uh, you being uh, your your main your main gig is, is real estate. Um, you know what? Just as a sidebar, how's real estate going for you? Because I follow you on Facebook, and I see you out there with a bunch of pictures of house sales. You doing okay? Yeah, as long as you're wanting to sell, this is the best thing time in the world. So anybody looking to sell is, is definitely a – Definitely in the market, buying's a, a little bit tougher, but you know you just got to be uh, keep your head up and and don't get discouraged. And you got to have the right agent, right? Got to have the right agent. <laughs> There's a little uh, little shameless plug there. Okay, so I've been reading stories about major cities. Like my wife is from upstate New York, and a lot of people from New York City, like to the tune of a million people, have already moved out of New York City. Are you seeing that mass exodus from St. Louis City as well? Not yet, but you're probably going to. Yeah, I, I think you are starting to see more people that are coming out to the county and that stuff due to um, the city, the county, and, and that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm thinking there's a there's going to be a big push for you know the the outlying counties in Illinois and over in Missouri. It'd be Jeff County or St. Charles County, uh, yes. uh, Franklin County. Uh, just getting out a little bit, especially everybody working remotely. Uh, are, are you doing a lot of that yourself, working remotely? Uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, almost everything is remotely for us anymore, but yeah, I mean, remotely is every bit of everything. And, and that is like one of the number one questions. Now it has to be asked is how much is, uh, is internet to you? If, if, if you're trying to go totally remotely and, and distance from everybody, you got to be careful because in those distance areas with lots of acres, you don't have internet. That's a funny thing. You brought that up because I've been thinking as well, if I wanted to live, you know, deep Jeffco is there satellite internet that you can get or something like that? Or do you need a hard line no matter what? There is satellite internet, but it is very, uh, very expensive. It's a business right off. It's a business. Oh, it's not very good. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been working remotely as well, but of course I've got spectrum. So it's, you know, 220 megabits per second. No problem. Yes. That's right. a free little plug there. But when you want to live out in the, in the sticks, uh, it's going to come with challenges. If you want to work remotely, unless you got a CB radio, you can use, I don't know if that's possible to, to get that same 200 megabytes that charter offers you at probably a nice, you know, $49 a month, right. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be about $200 a month. Okay. Same thing. And it's going to drop out. Well, do, you know, maybe go to the local Starbucks in town to upload your, uh, your work or whatever, if that's what you could do. Well, Brad Carey, uh, good to talk to you, man. Congratulations on the fight again. Give me the, give me the who, what, why, where, and when it's going to be August 15th, uh, at the Knights of Columbus hall in DeSoto off state route E, uh, one, three, Two five five State Route E at the Knights of Columbus in DeSoto, Missouri. And tickets available. Demis is fighting on Facebook. Oh, okay. So we can buy them through Facebook. We can buy the tickets. Yep. Yep. Nemesis yeah. fighting on Facebook. That's how you're going to find it. So if you're looking for a real live sporting event that you can be a spectator at, well, this is your chance. Brad Carey, otherwise known as the uh, used house salesman uh, and does a great job in that business but uh, his his other passion is MMA not not in the ring necessarily but promoting and putting on these fights yes sir have you ever thought about doing that you know Donald Trump yes. has been in the wrestling ring I mean wouldn't you want to <laughs> you know maybe <laughs> but somebody else's maybe all right Brad thanks for joining us on the voice of St. Louis KMOX we'll see you on August 15th thank you see you 
Coming up in the next hour, we've got a special guest. This man is an icon from the word go, from the creations he has had, like Hairspray, Pink Flamingos, Crybaby, A Dirty Shame, uh, to books, best-selling books, Role Models and Carsick. You might recognize him by his pencil-thin mustache, John Waters is coming up in the next hour. He's got a new book called Mr. Know-It-All, and it's a whole collection of essays where he reflects on everything from overcoming unexpected respectability, which he never thought he'd ever get, to becoming a rebel in the uh, autumn years of his life. Uh, But he he just can't wait for it because this guy has been around a long time doing so many creative and controversial things. But it's something about that mustache that has baffled me because he's always worn it. He's known, you know, he's known for it. You know, can you picture John Waters yet? You might want to Google a picture of him real quick because we here in St. Louis have something very special. The American Mustache Institute is headquartered right here. We are going to be, uh, we're going to actually be recognizing John Waters with uh, Dr. Perlet. I don't know if you remember Dr. Perlet, but Dr. Perlet is uh, the emeritus of the American Mustache Institute. So we're going to join those two gentlemen together in just a little bit on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Stay right there. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and even still today, people are doing great things for our first responders, including a first responder. Now, I just saw something on Facebook uh, that was uh, it was sponsored by, or it was posted by Roy L. Catering. Today, with the help of our community, we delivered 75 barbecue lunches to Millstad, Dupo, Cahokia, Redbud, and Belleville Police Departments. On the phone, I have a Marty, who is from Roy L. Catering. How are you, sir? Doing wonderful, Bo. On top of everything, you are also a first responder. What in the world? Do you just not you don't you don't enjoy taking a day off once in a while? <laughs> My dad said from a long time ago, if you find something you really enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. And and I enjoy both the catering business, which my family has had for thirty nine years, wow. and I've been uh, working ambulances now for. 27 years. I got my EMT uh, straight out of high school at the age of 18, and and I haven't looked back. Well, thank you for doing the heavy lifting on the uh, first responder uh, business. But uh, so, did you start? Did you grow up in the catering uh, company with your family? Yes, sir. Uh, grew up from a very young age in the catering business. Uh, love looking back at all the pictures and how our uh, how my dad and mom's vision has grown over the years yeah. from just simply doing barbecues to now we do, you know, large corporate events. The largest event that we've actually done was uh, for John Deere a couple of years back, and we fed over 20,000 people that day. <laughs> Man, I don't know how caterers uh, wrap their mind around how to do that, but hats off to you. Uh, but I saw your post uh, earlier that said, during this tough time in our country, help spread a little extra love to our men and women in blue, and you've definitely done that. Uh, this goes back to late July when that post was made. It's called Barbecue for the Badge. Have you been doing this uh, as an ongoing basis for your company? So we just started this promotion in August. 
Um, obviously, at this point in time, we feel like, you know, a lot of the police officers and the men and women that serve our communities and protect our communities are getting a bad rap. And oh. we want to make sure that those guys understand that we still care and love about them. These are moms, dads, brothers, sisters. And so we, we were trying to find a way that we could show just a little bit of love back to these guys. So we created the Barbecue for a Badge promotion, which we're doing in the month of August. And every Wednesday, we are taking local police departments, as many meals as I can sell through the week off right. of our website. We are making uh, either pork steak dinners or chicken half dinners with cookies, and we're going out to these police departments. Uh, people can leave a thank you message, and basically we're putting them on the bags. Uh, that we deliver to the local police departments to let them know that we still care about them. And you know what? The majority of America does. You know that as well as I do. The narrative that is pushed on, uh, you know, big network news, it is just wrong. When in my life, when in your life, Marty, uh, was was the police the bad guys? They were always the good guys. When little kids were growing up, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a police officer, or I want to be a doctor, or I want to be a veterinarian. It makes no sense what we are being fed in the propaganda machine that's out there. So, yes, every law enforcement officer that uh, you know holds that oath to their heart and serves and leaves the house every day, think, you know, knowing that I mean, there's a chance they may not come back, especially in the headlines that we're reading today and the violence that's going on. It's no different than it is in St. Louis than it is on the east side. Your law enforcement over there are fantastic people, and uh, and hats off to you. Now, Royal Catering normally would be busy this time of the year with weddings and all kinds of outdoor events, so that has slowed up a little bit, but maybe it's for you to be able to do what you're doing with barbecue for the badge, don't you think? I I, I hope so. Like I said, we we want to show the support and love to those guys. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we are down to a skeleton crew of staff that, you know, we're trying to keep people employed and right. keep the economy moving forward. However, you know, uh, when you're not supposed to have large gatherings of people, uh, <laughs> it's and that's tough, what we man. thrive on, it, it's a hard, to, it's a hard business plan. It is. It is. Now you guys are, uh, are you based out of, uh, Collinsville or O'Fallon? So we are actually based out of Belleville. Illinois. Okay, okay. But you're reaching out and you're moving beyond. You you are going to the uh, different police departments I mentioned earlier in our conversation. Um, and, and there is a way that people are, that are listening right now that believe that the police departments of our country are the good guys. There's a way that people can help you uh, do this project with you, correct? Yes, sir. There certainly is. So what we have had, and, and, and I basically put a Facebook post out there, not knowing what kind of response we would get. And just in the first week, we had an overwhelming response. I had several businesses and individuals that actually uh, told us that they wanted to take care of their entire department, and they were buying up to 25 meals for their local department. And then I had people that it obviously may be uh, struggling right now, and they said, you know what, we want to show the love and support. They came in and bought one or two meals. And so what we've done is obviously those individuals that want to take care of a department, if, if they want to, we will take care of that entire department for them. Uh, and those that can only afford one or two meals um, to help out, then what we are going to start doing is that basically every Wednesday in the month of August, we're going to pick departments that are in the Metro East or the Metro West. Yeah. I, I'm not, it doesn't have to be an Illinois thing. 
Um, and I also, the other great thing about it is I've actually had three other barbecue catering companies or barbecue businesses that have been across because I put this out there on a couple of the barbecue pages that I watch and told other barbecue places and they've reached out to me and said, do you mind? And I said, no, this, is, <laughs> this doesn't have to be just us doing this. Everybody can join into this. And yeah. Warm my heart. If I saw places that were in Texas, in Oklahoma and, you know, across our great nation that we're doing in this uh, promotion. These are crazy times we are living in. We're talking with Mo- Marty, who is a paramedic and also part of Royal Catering. When I, fr- and I'd never heard of the, the company name before, but I thought it was going to be from, uh, what was it? Uh, Pulp Fiction, Royal with cheese. I thought it had a connection there, but where, do, <laughs> where does the name come from? Royal. So that is an excellent question. I love my, I love asking excellent questions. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when my father uh, retired from the Air Force, they had some very good friends, and his name was Roy Ellis. And they had called him Royale, and he actually uh, was one of the people that convinced my dad into the barbecue world and wow. said, we need to be doing this. And so hence the name Royale, E-L, not A-L, like yeah, yeah. Royale. <laughs> well, uh, from, from a fellow Air Force brat, I was born in Japan. Where were you born? Somewhere weird? Uh, no, Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad was a lifer with the Air Force as well, and he was over at Scott, uh, actually, for many years. That's why I came to St. Louis. But, uh, man, I'm just so proud of you. So, uh, is, is your dad still alive? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, thank him for his service, and I thank you for your service as well and what you're doing. This could be a this could be something that could go across the country if it gets big enough. So, what I want people to do is to go to your website where they can make a donation, and uh, and they can also leave notes for uh, particular police departments that are out there. Right? That's affirmative, sir. It's real easy. It's uh, Royel, R-O-Y-E-L.com. Okay, that's great. Marty, great to talk to you. Be safe in these crazy times, and uh, thanks for doing the heavy lifting, and thanks for feeding our men and women in blue, too, sir. Thank you, sir, for everything that you do as well. We have a very special guest coming up next, and I've been waiting for this for a long time, and I, I can't even believe it happened, but let me see if I can jog your memory. Uh, with the words pink flamingos or hairspray or crybaby, a dirty shame. Any of these come to mind? Or Seeds of Chucky. He he actually acted in Seeds of Chucky in a, in a phenomenal role uh, that is iconic as well. Plus, he's an, a best-selling author with books like Role Models and Carsick. John Waters has a brand new book called Mr. Know-It-All, and he is known for that pencil-thin mustache that he's worn for decades. We're actually going to have a surprise for him from the American Mustache Institute for that iconic mustache that he has worn for so long. And we're going to talk to John Waters about his new book and his story coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. I wish you had a pencil-thin mustache It is the voice of St. Louis, KMOX, and I know we've only got a small window of time, so I want to fit a lot into it. My guest is the illustrious crazy man, John Waters. And John, before we even get started to talk about Mr. Know-It-All, people know you from your books and your movies and your whole career and your life. But I was uh, getting ready for this conversation this morning, and something popped into my head that I don't know if you know about, but uh, Dr. Perlett is a friend of mine. Dr. Perlett, he is the chairman emeritus of the American Mustache Institute. So I called him this morning, and I said, okay, 
Dr. Perlett, you need to be part of this call. We need to honor this man for his notable mustache. So, Dr. Perlett, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Hello, Mr. Waters, how are you? I'm well. You know, the mask, everybody wearing a mask, it hides my mustache. So it's, it's like uh, it's taking away my identity. It is. Besides ruining good times. Did you know this American is, Mustache uh, Institute existed? It's based here in St. Louis. I didn't. I didn't, but I'm certainly for it. And, you know, is it open to the public? It has always been open. For many years, we, we, we had uh, up to 18 campuses globally and membership uh, nearing 100,000 across the world. But someone had to uh, protect and promote the sexually dynamic mustached American lifestyle. And fortunately, we've had you know, beacons of freedom like you who have proliferated a pencil-thin mustache throughout your public career. So it's, uh, and I'm sure it's a great honor for you to be on with me. <laughs> well, it is, certainly, but I hope, I hope with the way it, I, you also honor women with mustaches. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there things do. You got to open everything up. I know several, many women that have mustaches. So, so uh, is there any in the Hall of Fame yet? So we were actually one of the very progressive organizations beginning in the late 1960s, working with the East German Olympic team, and the entire women's <laughs> volleyball team actually comprised a chapter of the American Mustache Institute. So we've always been pro mustache on any gender. It does not <laughs> good, matter. We good, are gender good. fluid. Patty Smith features a hint of one. <laughs> she does have a light hint of one, and this, you know the uh, the latest Sel Getty also had a very nice one. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Well, that sounds great. I'm glad. Not only is it um, open, it's progressive. So I'm I'm happy to hear that. It absolutely without is. A question, without a question, we we just want to thank you for everything you have done for our people over the years in you know fighting the discrimination that plagues. Uh, people with mustached American descent. <laughs> All right, well, have you been discriminated by it? I'm trying to think if I was ever discriminated against <laughs> the kind of mustache. Um, I think that it would be the overall Like I've been discriminated against for just my entire being. But um, <laughs> no one has ever said to me, we won't serve you because you have a mustache. That hasn't happened. But in the 60s, Certainly, all facial hair and any kind of hair was a reason to be turned away. So I'm sure that probably many people have been, and it depends how radical your mustache is. <laughs> well, I do. I do think that there has been actually quite a long uh, lineage of history. Uh, I'm sorry, of discrimination against our people, especially. You know, we got to go back into into the '60s. Really, Walter Cronkite kind of he set the bar for a mustache American culture that really grew in the 70s. But then, you know, what you saw in the 1980s was this just decimation of facial hair in popular culture that really did not start to come back until maybe the early 2000s when society began embracing facial hair. And today you're seeing that all, tie, all walks of professional, uh, you know, all professional uh, endeavors are now embracing having facial hair again in the workplace, yeah. which really, I think really in was frustrating. During, during the clone look in San Francisco, that was certainly the, the mustache there. I mean, where everybody looked like the brownie paper towel man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think I think there definitely were pockets in in U.S. culture and certainly in Europe that have always been very progressive about facial hair, but Unfortunately, what you found is kind of the, the Fortune 500 world in corporate America 
for, for a very long time um, was very discriminatory. And if you spoke to human resources professionals, they would tell you that they would prefer you came to an interview without facial hair. Absolutely. They, they viewed it as... I believe that. It, yeah. So there has been discrimination. And my mentor, of course, was Little Richard, who I wrote about in another one of my books. But he had the pencil mustache first that basically um, I, I grew in tribute to Little Richard. That's awesome. All right, Dr. Perlett, we're going to, we're going to drop your part of the call, but thank you for joining us on this interview with John Waters. Uh, we just wanted to, we we just wanted to put a a spotlight on, uh, the iconic mustache that you carry and have for so long. Mr. Know-it-all is your new book. Uh, and, uh, as I'm, I'm trying to read as much, cause I just got it yesterday and I'm reading and reading and reading. Thank you. Thank you. I'll have to speed read. You know, I'm not going to give you a pop quiz. Well, no, but there, I know, but I, I, I love it. And, uh, bibliophile, I'd never heard that term actually before. And you claim to be one and, uh, just oh, sure. people that are obsessed by books, but I read all the books I collect. I have a giant, that's how I relax though. You know, me and, too. Uh, so re- re- writing books to me, it's not relaxing. It's work. And I wish there was a shortcut to writing a book. But really <laughs> isn't it? That always takes a couple of years to write a book. Well, I, I love the story in uh, chapter one about you coming home and talking about the weird kid at school um, that was uh, coloring in, in all black. Now I'm married to an artist, and and so I had to read that part to her, and she she knew where I was going before it got there. But you were actually that weird little boy that was coloring in all black uh, when it finally came out. Is that correct? Yeah. And man, and, you uh, have. And and that was one of the first thing. And my parents were. I was lucky enough that my parents were hardly, especially liberal or anything. But at the same time, they let me fantasize. They let me try to choose whatever crazy world I was interested in. They didn't try to stop me. And that's the only thing you can do to your kids is to make them feel safe. And you can, you don't get to order up your kids. I mean, you know, I said in one of the books that it's your daughter comes home and she just tattooed her face. Well, maybe she'll open a tattoo parlor. Right. You, know, you got to work with what you got. Exactly. Exactly. A friend of mine owns a contracting business. He said this guy showed up at the uh, at the uh, the job on the first day, and his entire face was tattooed, and his he had uh, hockey pucks in his earlobes. And I was like, yeah, but is, is he a good worker? And he said, yeah. I said, well, if you don't keep him on, then you are racist and you don't want to be racist because that's his color of his skin. Too, because if he's good, no one else will hire him anyway. <laughs> and he's turning out to be a great employee. Let's talk about Mr. Know-it-all. How long has the book been out now? Well, it came out in hardback about a year ago. So uh, this is the paperback release. So finally, it's affordable. And uh, it's it's also my books stay in print forever. I've written a lot of books that are all still in print. So it, it's a book that maybe even is more timely today because when I wrote this, certainly I didn't know anything about the pandemic. So um, and and I'm not saying I do know the answer for that, but I do know that if we're stuck inside, that reading is eventually you get sick of watching stuff on television too. Oh, <laughs> so pick up a book, turn off that TV. You are you are so right. John. We're talking with John Waters. Uh, you know him from all over the place uh, from back in the... When, when did you start uh, getting notoriety? Back in the 60s? Oh, God. I started... My first movie was in 1964. Good for so. you. <laughs> so, so how are you doing with the pandemic? I mean, yes, you're saying, you know, Reed, but how are you personally doing? Are you staying at home? Yeah, are I'm you... doing fine with it. You know, I'm staying safe. I wear a mask everywhere. I even have a line of masks out with my face on it. No way. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, look it up online. You'll see. That's genius. <laughs> Uh, so 
I, I'm, I'm dealing with it. You know, I moved from holding cell to holding cell. You know, I'm in San Francisco now. But, right. Uh, I I um I take it very seriously, but I'm a writer. I get up and write every day anyway, so that's not so different. But I, I the hardest thing is the monotony of not having life anymore, of not having I miss going to restaurants, I miss going to the movies. I, you know, I used to be on an airplane three times a week. Sure. And uh I flew for the first time this week and it was you know, right? I was lucky I'm in first class, you know, so that makes a big difference. Right. But the planes are probably cleaner than they have ever been, and uh, and the airports are empty. So every, everywhere you go, it's like dawn of the dead. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Outside, and it's all these... terrifying and boring. All... What's ever terrifying and boring? Nothing ever in my life has been correctly described with those two words. <laughs> well, this, told me the other day. this is good information because my wife and I are about ready to be uh, flying here in a couple of weeks. And we're like, what is it going to be like? What is it not going to be like? So uh, obviously, you know, we see planes in the sky. So I think I think we're going to do it because I've, I've heard there's like hardly anybody on the planes. That, you know, airports are emptied out. Well, the plane I was on the other day was 60 to 70 percent. But it was jet blue and there was no middle seats, uh, and everything was sealed, and, and I didn't feel threatened at all, but Good. the security lines, there's no one in, in, in the in the two times up one, you just walk right through, it's amazing. Can't wait. Uh, and the airport's like, it's creepy though, because you think, what happened? You know, yeah. it feels, you've never experienced an airport like this, even pre-9-11 airport, no, the airports were never like this. Ain't that the so truth. everywhere you go is the same. It's creepy. That's crazy. I mean, I'm in San Francisco, which is empty. No cable cars, no tourists. It, it's like the day after. And it really like is. We're in the world now. So, it's, yeah, it's pretty damn serious. Uh, hey, I got a question. Do you have an audiobook version in your voice of this book, Mr. Know-It-All? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I read the entire book. Good yes, for you. Yes, I have audio books of, of all my things. And I even had a Grammy nomination for this book. Wow, that's fantastic. Word. And Michelle Obama beat me. Big surprise. <laughs> in my notes, it says, how exactly does one fall upward in Hollywood? I want to get more information out about the Mr. Know-It-All book because, you know, even if people don't like to read and you hear that all the time, oh, I hate to read, I hate to read. Uh, maybe you don't know how to read, but you can hear an audiobook with John Waters, Mr. Know-It-All. How do you fall upward in Hollywood? I've never heard that term. You fall upwards by by believing yourself that it's going to be a huge success and just coming off of a huge success. Or having the people that Greenlight Movies believe that will imitate some success that just happened in the marketplace, even though if you do try to do that, it never works. So it's a thin line. First of all, you have to believe it's going to be successful. Right. I've always believed. Every one of my movies I made to be a commercial movie. Why Hairspray went on to be a huge hit and why Cecil B. Demented did not is still a mystery to me, to be honest, because all my movies are kind of the same. But you have to also know the business. You have to know how it works. When I go in to pitch a movie, I have the ad campaign. I have the I have it well thought out. I, I, I want them to make money. I know that the people that Greenlight movies that's their job is to make money. Sure, absolutely. So, um it's not like we're in Europe where the government rewards crazy filmmakers and pays for their movies and doesn't care if they make the money back. I wish we had that here. It would be great freedom. Ain't that the truth. Now, uh, and, and have you been to Hollywood lately? I mean, what's the culture like now? Because I talked to a stuntman a couple weeks back. He said everything is just shut down. Maybe commercial productions, no, things like down. that. I've been 
pitching, I mean, pitches, pitch meetings are all done on Zoom. Everything's on Zoom. Our whole life, we have to live on Zoom for the rest of our lives. It's crazy. But the, the thing of the thing starting up, no, it's, it's kind of a real nightmare. I mean, everyone I know in the business is terrified because nobody knows. I mean, how do you shoot a movie? Is, is all the movies are going to have no extras. No, you know, they're going to all be my dinner with Andre, you know, a movie with three people sitting inside. So I guess it's a good time for low-budget movies. Well, if, if late-night TV is any sign of how sad the entertainment world is right now with this uh, pandemic going on, uh, you know, the Jimmy Kimmel's of the world, uh, and, well, he's out, but, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon, all these people, they're, they're just on Zoom, and to me it's so boring. And I know it, they're having to stretch they're creative to try and fill fill up with good content, but man, it's just it's excruciating sometimes. Well, listen, you know, I I did a commencement speech this year for the School of Visual Arts, and I had to do it online. And to do that, you don't hear any laughter. You don't know people could be booing, people be throwing tomatoes. You have no idea. So for comedy, it's really hard to do it with no reaction. You hear no reaction. So I've gotten used to it, and I've done it, but it is a definite challenge. It is, comedy. yeah. And 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 as you mentioned at the front of this interview, that uh, the 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 one thing that visually is an iconic thing about you is your thin pencil mustache, uh, and you have to wear a mask. But if you have the mask you're selling. I guess you're going to be okay. Well, I believe me. I don't wear the mask out of my face. I'm not that much of an egomaniac. I kind of really enjoy it because, I, you know, selfies these days are quite dangerous. So basically, uh, people, it does help me not get recognized wearing a mask out <laughs> they don't see they don't see my mustache. That's crazy. Well, John, I know you've got a heart out here, but thank you so much for your time. The book is Mr. Know-It-All. Get it and read it or get it and listen to it. And uh, that is the iconic, legendary John Waters. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me. Well, gosh, I would put that in the category of brush with greatness, the legendary John Waters. Again, the name of his book, Mr. Know-It-All. Pick it up. Okay, you remember the uh, term truth in advertising? Well, something happened to this past week that just blew me out of the water, and I couldn't even believe what I was seeing or what I was hearing. I will explain coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Big John. Big Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245, kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Yeah, that's Jimmy Dean and Big John, one of his biggest songs he ever had. But, you know, he was a very successful singer, television host, actor, and businessman. Of course, you might think of Jimmy Dean Sausage, still a staple in our household and uh, for breakfast on weekends occasionally. It's uh, actually enlightening. And it was nice to hear his voice in a commercial for the Jimmy Dean Sausage brand. I heard this on Monday. Okay, take a listen. A little bit, people be up running, no time for a good cooked breakfast. But you know, you really do have time. You can make Jimmy Dean sausage and biscuits quicker than you can make toast. So why not have a breakfast that you didn't even think you had time for? Now, I don't believe that that was the actual commercial, but uh, I, I have heard several Jimmy Dean commercials over the years, and it's kind of sweet. Well, when I heard it on Monday, I thought to myself, gosh, I wonder how long Jimmy Dean has been gone. Well, he passed away in uh, June of 2010 at the age of 81 years old with a, a storied career and truly a legend, right? So I just thought how sweet that was. Even from the grave, 
this man can endorse his product, uh, kind of like, you know, it's kind of like when you see uh, Colonel Sanders on the KFC commercials nowadays. It's, it's kind of cool to, you know, have that nostalgia and uh, the original voice. Well, then early on uh, Wednesday morning, I was up, and it was about 4 o'clock in the morning. I had Fox News on TV, and I was on my iPad or something, and I, I hear the voice of Ronald Reagan. And I look up, and I'm watching, and I'm listening, and I'm thinking, wow, this is a political ad, obviously. And so this is, this is what it was. All of you will go to the polls and make a decision. I think when you make that decision, it might be well if you would ask yourself, are you better off than you were four years ago? Is there more or less unemployment in the country than there was four years ago? If you don't think that this course that we've been on for the last four years is what you would like to see us follow for the next four, world leaders were laughing at him. Then I could suggest another choice that you have. Midas Touch is responsible for the content of this advertising. I know there's a disadvantage and a disconnect here. When you hear what you just did in the voice of Ronald Reagan, uh, would you be surprised to know that that was actually a commercial that was built by a group out of New York uh, called Midas Touch in support of Joe Biden using President Ronald Reagan, Republican's voice from the grave to use on a Joe Biden ad. Now, I will say, to be fair, it's not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. This is a group of three brothers that uh, in their board time in uh, the quarantine, it actually says on their website, created in quarantine by three brothers, Midas Touch is a progressive next generation super PAC staffed only by the three siblings. Their names are Ben, Brett, and Jordan Mysalis, I guess it's uh, pronounced. Uh, But anyway, uh, they are lifelong Democrats with the primary goal of defeating Donald Trump in 2020. And it says, since our inception in early April, we have amassed an energized and engaged Twitter army of over 300,000 followers, garnered over a billion online impressions, and started running anti-Trump TV ads across the country. And again, I saw this on Fox News, which I I think by law, every TV or radio station has to, uh, by law, run any advertising for any candidate. and, And I believe that's fair. But I just felt that it was so odd that they were using a Republican president, a great president, I might add, to make it sound like they're in support of Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden, which to me, I thought, well, gosh, does the Reagan family have anything to say about how, you know, the the patriarch of their family, Ronald Reagan's voice is used in any kind of advertising down the road? Because I know there's copyright infringement on uh, music. I mean, that's why you don't hear like, you know, hit songs in advertisement. And if you do hear it, well, then you know that uh, that songwriter and maybe that band is getting paid big money for the use of that kind of thing. So I wonder if the Reagan family is aware of it, number one. And number two, can they do anything about it? I just don't know. But buyer beware. I, I promise you that you will have to hold on to your seat if you happen to see that commercial because it was not very friendly to our president at all. And it even talked about worst unemployment numbers in years and the worst economy in years. No, the country was roaring along just fine. The best unemployment numbers for all sects of our uh, of our country, and and the coronavirus hit, and so it's it's not President Trump's fault. I, I I can't imagine anybody would think that, but I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, but that's my words of wisdom. Just beware of when you are watching commercials. It's similar to when you see a pharmaceutical uh, commercial. You know, you see kids flying kites and you see moms and dads riding bicycles and and 
if you don't pay attention to the disclaimer at the bottom, well, gosh, if with the sound off, you would not even know what that commercial was about. Come to find out if the sound is on, you're hearing about you know, uh, antidepressive medication and here are the side effects and it's usually horrible things. But what you're seeing is so different than what you're hearing. Your, your eyes pay more attention, I think, than our ears do. Not just you, but me too. Um, and I, I think that they know that. Uh, so the message is one thing in the video and such a different thing in uh, in what we hear. Hmm. Just uh, be be very careful. This is a an important year, important time of our history, of our country. And I say, you know, of course, Vote in November, but make sure you are getting the right information that you want to see. My name is Bo Matthews, and we have some final thoughts coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and a good buddy of mine uh, was on the show, actually, during the protests and the riots going on in St. Louis. You might know Mike Duke from Missouri Gold Buyers. He has uh, another mission in his life, and I want to share that with you because it really moves my heart, and I think it'll move yours as well. Um, but uh, Mike is uh, has recovered from throat cancer, so you might hear a little strain in his voice, but actually this is about the best it's been in a long time. So welcome to KMOX. Mike Duke, how are you, sir? I'm doing rather well, sir. How are you? I'm good. Did you get your store back open, the one that was broke into? Yes, uh, we had to clean up the mess and replace all the windows, but we opened back up, and with the price of gold and silver right now, we are extremely busy. Good for you. Good for me because it allows me to, to work on my rescue. And let's talk about that. We are officially a 5013C organization with Max's Second Chance Express and Rescue. And this is something that you've been doing uh, uh, for a while now. But I want to go back to the the original thought you had in your head. You shared with me a couple of weeks back of why you started this. Tell me uh, the conversation you had with God. Well, when I was sick, I, I was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. I am a gentleman who never used a tobacco product in my life. I hadn't drank in 20-something years. I went to the doctor thinking I had strep throat, and I had stage 4 tongue and throat cancer. I spent over 42 days in the ICU. I was actually dying of malnutrition because I couldn't get nutrients because of my the damage to my tongue. But a part of the time that I was in there, as I tell people, you don't, you, you don't, you're not as sick as long as I wasn't as bad as I was without having a couple conversations with Jesus. Yeah. Well, in one of those conversations, I thought to myself that, you know, I've been pretty blessed in business. I'm very blessed with my family. I have a wonderful family. And the one thing I realized I was lacking was giving back. Right. And I made a vow to God that if I got through this, if he helped me get through it, because I only had a 20% chance to live. And if he, he helped me get through it, I promised him that I would give back. When I made it through it and I was healthy enough, I was looking for stuff to help the community. And what I did was I went down to Care St. Louis, which is pretty much the St. Louis Animal Control. Right. And I started volunteering there, walking the dogs, taking care of the dogs, staying in the cages, things like that, to give back. And, Bo, I swear to you, God showed me what my true calling is. I have never had anything make me feel as good as I do when I take a stray dog who's been abused, 
or who's been neglected and show it love and train it. And by the time we're finished, they are a pet. Yeah. That, that is able to be adopted and to be loved. And when I was in that community, I kept hearing that they had problems. One of the number one problems for rescues is transportation. And what I mean by that is if you go to southern Missouri and you go to these dog pounds like Popular Bluff and Sykeston and Daphne, they have kill rates that are 65 70%. You said kill rates. That means that if they can't find a home or get it adopted, they've got to put it down. Yep. So for a while, you've been running Max's Second Chance Express and Rescue, and you physically, you're personally running around and picking up these dogs to the tune yes. of how many a week so far? Um, somewhere between 30 and 40. And what I'm doing is picking up these dogs from these uh, high-kill shelters, and I'm bringing them back to St. Louis to the no-kill rescues. Out of the 60 rescues in St. Louis, I probably deal with 25 to 30 of them. Right. And I bring them the dogs that were going to be killed in, in southern Missouri, and I bring them up here so that they can get them adopted. And they have, and a, now, they have a knack to do that. They have, a, they have a way to find out people that are looking for dogs, so you're doing that. And, yeah. and now Max's Second Chance Express and Rescue is legitimate. You're a 5013C organization, so people can now financially help you in this progress. Yes. Um, at this moment and for the last year, I have been driving my own personal vehicle. <laughs> right. And I'm putting probably... 2,500 miles a week on it or something of that sort. And um, I pay for the gas. I pay for everything. What I'm looking at doing is getting a, I would love to be able to get a bus. Yeah, absolutely. Set it up with metal cages in it. You know, not a small bus, but, you know, one of those that like they use at the airport. Yeah, the shuttle buses. Yep, I I see. And I pull all the seats out and I put metal cages. It allows me to do a couple things that way. So what I need is a bus with with those cages, and I can save more because at this point, I'm limited to how many dogs I can fit in my Escalade. Right. And granted, the record's 18 dogs. Where can people get a hold of you? At this moment, you can use my email, my personal email, because I'm setting up my website, and I'm setting up my Facebook page. Um, it should be done by this weekend, but... At this point, I just have my email, which is mw, as in Michael William, underscore Duke at yahoo.com. Perfect. Okay. mw underscore Duke at yahoo.com. Reach out to Michael Duke. If you have a love for animals like this man does, he's on a mission and he's doing great things. Michael, I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm glad you're doing good. Your your company's back uh, roaring right now. And uh, and I'm glad your health is strong enough for you to keep uh, keep that promise that you uh, that you gave with God and, and had with God to keep on doing your mission. I think it's admirable, to say the least. Thank you very much, sir. And as I said, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. It's Max's Second Chance Express and Rescue. Please support this great organization. Michael, you be safe on the road. Thank you very much, sir. 
There are many great pet organizations around this area. And as Michael said, his mission is to provide the transportation that is needed to save these dogs from these kill shelters and get them into homes, get them to be pets, the, what they were made to be, right? Again, MW underscore Duke at Yahoo.com. My name is Bo Matthews. That's going to wrap it up for me. I really hope you have a good rest of your weekend. And thank you for listening to the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t